Hey y'all, welcome back to Luce's Booble Removal. I'm Luce, and today I'm talking about things that have not changed since I've had my breasts removed. You know, when I started this journey, when I started thinking about my gender and my gender expression, there was a moment when anything was possible. So I'm going to walk through how I got to that point and what happened afterwards. There's four phases. The first phase is when I was growing up, I had a very masculine life, very masculine childhood and young adulthood. What I mean by that is that I was an athlete and I was a nerd. These are two very masculine kinds of things. Sports is something that's been a part of my life forever. I've played on so many structured teams. I've played pickup, basketball, frisbee. I played sports after school. Some of this was on structured teams like the women's soccer team at school. Uh, I was a fencer. I talked about swim team. I've done so many sports in college, always grabbing the guys to go play wacky games that we invented or intramural games like ice hockey and underwater hockey and salamander wrestling and funny tennis variants. I love sports. I love how I feel playing sports. I feel very in touch with my body. I'm very proud of my body and what I can physically accomplish. I'm really good at sports. It just feels good. It's just a nice way to integrate my thinking, my mind, and my body. And it's also a way to look like how I've always wanted to look, which is a little more masculine, have muscles, less fat. So being active was both very enjoyable to me and it also seemed very important. It's something I've spent a lot of time on. And over the years, other than the women's only teams, most of the athletics and sportiness that I've engaged in has also just brought me into more company with guys. A lot of my guy friends are from all the sports that I play. So it was a very masculine kind of space to inhabit. The second thing about how I grew up was that I was very nerdy, very much into science fiction and into learning things, especially in high school, which is interesting because for many women, once they get into puberty, they start to lean away from math and science and they start wanting to, in a sense, devalue and dismiss themselves in order to please men. This didn't happen to me. Maybe it was because of the sports, maybe because of the nerdiness. I never really fit in with my female friend groups. I mean, I'd always thought of myself as a musician, an artist. I thought I was going to be a writer when I grew up. And in high school, my first year, actually at the encouragement of my dad, which is really cool, he suggested to me that I take a programming elective. He said, you might really like this. You should try it. I had no idea what that really meant. And it was at the same time, this programming elective was at the same time as my orchestra class. But I decided, well, I'm ready for something new. Let's try it. And I did really like it. And between that programming class and doing well in math and starting to take on more extracurriculars to hang out with my buddies, some of them being sporty, some of them not being being the the non-sporty nerd type, I started doing much more engineering type work. And it was just really fun. I just remember staying after school hanging out with a couple of my good friends and we'd build these things together and we didn't know what we were doing and they were awful and it was just it was just fun though it was just like we'd just laugh and have a good time we built this thing and went to this competition and I just remember half of the thing burning down <laughs> during the competition like it's not supposed to do that but we're telling the judges oh yeah it's supposed to do that and it was just kind of wacky and and crazy and just a nice way to spend time with folks outside of playing sports with them we actually got to talk and hang out 
And it was really cool to build something. And I guess I hadn't really experienced that as a musician or a writer because I hadn't figured out how to creatively do things myself. I hadn't figured out self-expression yet. But when it came to the engineering stuff, I was like, oh, cool, I'm actually making stuff. This is really satisfying. It feels really collaborative. So anyway, long story short, I went into engineering, went to college for this, went into that field um, professionally, and this further brought me into male-dominated spaces all through school and through work uh, for a long, long time. So I had a pretty uh, straightforward, masculine growing up experience. That's how I see it. And it also helped me focus on my masculine capabilities and strengths, both in terms of sports and physical activity, and also in terms of how I presented myself to the world. I would lower my voice, I would not smile, I would not be too feminine in the workplace and in school because I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be taken seriously. So I really leaned into those masculine aspects of myself and definitely had some internalized misogyny in my own head about being a woman. Fast forward into my later 20s and I learned about feminism. You know, by that time, I'd been working in the industry for a while, and I started to experience different offices around the country, started meeting more women and hearing about their experiences. And I started having questions like, why do I have to change what I'm like in order to fit in? Why is this the only way to be successful? Why are these other women who express themselves more femininely and who I enjoy communicating with and working with, why are they having all this resistance and issues, you know, that maybe I've been able to avoid or maybe not, but what is this all about? It's kind of like the movie Love, actually. It's such a fantastic movie. I remember watching it when it came out and thoroughly enjoying it. It's so beautiful, so well done. I watched it last night and it was still beautiful, still well done, but man, some of the guys in that movie are super creepy. It's a very creepy movie. It's a little disgusting, really. That's kind of how I look at work and my experiences growing up is that they felt okay at the time, but looking back, some of it's real creepy and disgusting. So that was happening in work. I also met my partner, who is an amazing feminist. She, at the time, had all these close female friends. So I was able to learn about feminism from her, build these female friendships, see how her friendships worked, build my own female friendships with other friends and women that I was meeting. So just really digging into my own capabilities and strength as a woman and also just with femininity in general. That was happening. And... I started learning about transgender experiences. I started watching all these YouTube videos about people going through transition in lots of different ways. I was absolutely fascinated with everything from the fact that people could choose their own name and pronouns to that they could change how they dress to be seen in different ways, to binding their breasts, having surgery, having hormone replacement therapy. I was absolutely fascinated by those videos. At the same time as I was learning about feminism and starting to undo the internalized misogyny inside of me, I was also starting to explore asking other people to see me as male. I'm a very experiential person, very kinesthetic person, as I mentioned before about the athletics and sports. So I wanted to try it. It was quite liberating to realize, wait, I can just ask my friends and family to call me he, him. I can just see what that's like. I want to see what that's like. So that was very cool. I did ask my friends and family to call me he, him. I started using men's restrooms. I would bind my breasts. It was a really good experience, really good exploration. I also was going to therapy, going to group, just trying to learn a lot of things and think about this for a long time because some of the changes that I was thinking about would not be reversible. And like I said at the start of this episode, 
the main thing is that I was open to anything being possible. It was quite a lovely time in that sense. What became very clear to me was that I wanted to have my breasts removed. That was a very, in some ways, straightforward path. It was a long path, but it was a clear goal. And I always kind of knew that once that happened, I would then reassess what next. Maybe that would be all. Maybe it would pull me further into other realms, other realms that were not yet clear to me, but that would become clear. What did become clear to me through this journey leading up to my booboo removal is that while I'd had this masculine life, this childhood of being an athlete, being a nerd, and having that carry me even more forward as an adult, as a young adult, professionally and socially, I had this masculine existence. But I wasn't male. I didn't have a male childhood. I didn't have male puberty. I don't understand the fascination with penises, with locker room talk, with all of that sexuality that I didn't have any experience with and a lot of the socially constructed masculinity, the toxic masculinity, I didn't like that. I wasn't proud of that. It's kind of disgusting, really. Just It's just not me. It's not something I want. I'm proud of being a woman in many ways in having my body be filled with estrogen and the, the strength and capabilities that come from that. I just, I didn't want to have a male puberty. That just felt absolutely foreign and disgusting. I didn't want to go into men's locker rooms. I didn't want to be part of any of that stuff. That wasn't my history, my story. And quite frankly, it didn't seem that appealing. I realized that the hormones weren't for me, that I felt really proud of my body as an athlete, as a, as a woman. And honestly, in my 30s, what would I have to look forward to as a guy, but going bald and just getting old and weak and frail because testosterone is hard on the body. It gives one a lot of strength when you're young, but it's not an endurance kind of drug. When you look at it overall, women get stronger every year. Women in their 50s, their 60s, they're amazing. My grandma's in her 90s and she's incredibly mobile, incredibly flexible and able and capable. The last time I visited, we went on this hike across an island. She's such a role model for me. And she's not an isolated story. This is pretty common for women to just get stronger as they get older. You know, maybe when I was 12, if I'd been able to snap my fingers and become a guy and have a male puberty as a teenager and then go to college as a guy where all of these life experiences, the culture, the education system, work, everything's geared towards being a guy. Yeah, I probably would have done that. I probably would have even taken hormone replacement therapy and just had a male life because honestly, when you're 12 and you're looking at the next 20 years, yeah, it's a lot more fun as a guy. But that didn't happen for me. There was a period of time where I mourned not having a male puberty, having a, a weird, awful puberty where I retreated into myself and wasn't present and didn't really live, didn't really interact with other people, didn't really interact with myself even in, in positive ways. There was a time where I thought, hey, maybe if I have a male puberty and take testosterone, I will accomplish that and I will become a whole person. This is what I've been missing. I thought for a long time about that because it really felt appealing. And for me at this point, I decided that I didn't want to do that. That wasn't for me. Like I said, I was keeping that door open up until my booble removal. And, and what happened is as I started healing from my booble removal, I just naturally just healed as a whole person. I had thought once I have my breasts removed, maybe I'll look at the rest of my body and the next step will be obvious that I need to continue this transition. And like I said, the opposite really happened for me. I, I went through this healing process and it was so amazing and so holifying, it became whole. And I just realized I was, I was enough. It's like everything changed, even though nothing really changed. 
Before my booboo removal, it's like I was always a little bit cold. Like the air just was always a little bit uncomfortable and I was always wearing these extra layers and had to be very specific about the clothing and how to get warmer and how to be comfortable. And I never really wanted to go out or do too much. I just was constantly having my energy sucked out of me. And after my booboo removal, the air was a great temperature. It's like I didn't, I wasn't hypothermic before. I wasn't in danger of dying or of anything bad happening because of the cold. But once the cold went away, I could just live. Everything was lighter. I could wear whatever I wanted. I could move and go do things with less resistance. My energy wasn't being sucked away. I just felt alive and it just felt really comfortable. So in that sense, everything has changed and I will have more podcast episodes about the changes that have happened before and after the booboo removal process. But I wanted to also say that in some ways, nothing really changed. Before my booboo removal, my body was filled with estrogen. I would play all these sports. I would go swimming in one piece, women's swimmers. I would use the women's locker room. I would read science fiction stories. And all of that is still true after my booboo removal. So not much has changed. Stay tuned for more episodes about my booboo removal. We'll be back to talking about changes before and after. If you have any questions you want to ask me, send me an email at loose at staycomcomic.com. You can also tweet at me at staycomcomic. I've been posting my Juicy and Lemma Twins adventure series on my website and also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, staycomcomic. That's my name. You can find me there. Check out my comic. I'm super excited about it. We're going to get into some of the interesting gender queer issues for these twins as they grow up. So enjoy those comics. I'm publishing new comic episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. New podcasts about my booboo removal every Sunday. So stay tuned for that. And until we talk again, stay calm. Stay calm.